0: skip led them to the north side of the building where all that could be seen beyond were miles and miles of unused cropland he stopped when they reached a large wooden door hold these he said handing the bag and flashlight to gina he grasped the door from the side with both hands and pulled the wheels squealed in protest as the door slid open on the rusted track Skip hopped up on the ledge, then turned and took the bag and flashlight back from Gina before helping her up. After Gina had time to do a cursory inspection of their immediate surroundings, she said, I think I changed my mind. Let's go back. Too late. Skip slid the door shut. Plumes of dust rose up from the wooden floorboards each time he took a step. The plaster had crumbled from the wall, exposing the woodwork behind it. It's like being inside of some giant animal's rib cage," Gina thought. Skip sat down in a corner of the room and began unloading the bag. He pulled out a six-pack of Bud Light, a box of rubbers, and a blanket, arranging everything ceremoniously before he spread the blanket across the floor. Skip cracked open two of the beers, handing one to Gina as she sat down on the blanket. This is very romantic, Gina said. Skip laughed almost hard enough to squirt beer out of his nose. It's all for you, baby. For a lay, you mean. Drink your beer. There was silence for a little while as they drank their beers too fast. Skip ran a hand through his closely cropped hair and said, See? It's not so bad. It's spooky. Not really. Did you see the train tracks out back? They used to load train cars here. With what? Coal and shit, I guess. I don't think there's been a train on those tracks for as long as I've been alive. They don't use them anymore. That's a very thorough historical account. Shut up. Skip took her beer and put it aside. He slid close to her, kissing her neck. This place gets me so hot, Gina said, tilting her head back. Skip paused. Skip paused you're kidding. Yes. Damn, you've got a mouth on you. So you've told me. He pushed her down gently until she was lying on her back. He climbed on top of her about to kiss her when she stopped him. Tell me you love me, Gina said. You know I do. He leaned over and just as their lips were about to meet, Gina stopped him again. You're going to have to say it if you want to get inside this, she giggled, acting tipsy. God damn, you're a real lightweight. Fine, I love you. Happy? Gina put her arms around him, drew him in, and then the silence was shattered by a heavy thud. What the hell was that? Gina rolled out from under him. It shook the floor. She scrambled to the corner, backing herself against the wall. Did you feel it? It's an old building. Might just be the foundation set. Another thud. He picked up the flashlight and took several cautious steps into the darkness. What are you doing? Checking it out. Don't be dense. Let's just get out of here. Just hold on. Gina could only see the flashlight's beam projected against the walls as Skip moved farther away. A high-pitched screech erupted from the darkness, high enough and loud enough to make her cover her ears. She heard the flashlight clatter to the floor, the beam dancing around the room as it rolled back and forth before coming to a halt. She closed her eyes and said, Skip? Silence. She opened her eyes, calling out for Skip again, but he didn't answer. Skip? Gina crawled toward the flashlight. It was a thousand miles away. Skip? Come on, Skip. You better not be clowning around, because you won't ever get late again if you are. She reached the flashlight and grabbed it. The handle felt warm and sticky in her hand. She directed the beam at her palm, having just enough time to realize what the sticky substance was before she was suddenly yanked off into the darkness. Her screams echoed off the peeling walls.